0: I am your host Sima. Welcome to Talks with Sima podcast where I discuss real life topics such as life, love, faith, purpose and so So much 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 more, more. Hey beautiful people, this is your one and only host Sima. I trust you all are doing well, you know... Um, I know there's just so much chaos happening right now in the world but make sure you're keeping calm, being grounded, staying in the presence of God and just honestly, like me, I'm just trying to avoid anything that the news comes with to be honest I've been seeing news about like Matt Hancock, um, whatsapp messages being exposed the Nigerian election and I'm just like no people who pay attention to the news, I have to say like Honestly, kudos to you guys because that news is just too much negativity and I cannot deal with it, so no, (laughs) thank you very much. Um, (laughs) I feel like um, during the election, the Nigerian election, and when the results were being counted like I was just on my phone constantly my heart was just like being so nervous I couldn't handle it I just thought you know what I'll leave it to you guys you know when the result comes out it comes out whatever happens happens because whatever is going to happen will happen just like it has right we have Jagaban as the president but who knows let's let's not say anything because at the end of the day Um, Let the will of God be done, regardless. God sees everything. Um, (laughs) So now, as you can tell from today's title, I will be speaking on a topic called heart reformation. This topic definitely has been inspired by the Holy Spirit. Um, It's been an experience I've been through recently as well, and I believe that God wants me to speak about this. Um, But you know the scope, right? Before we get into today's topic, we've got to ask that question, the segment of the question of the day. And that question is, what is the condition of your heart? Of course, I had to ask a question about the heart because today we're talking about all things the heart. What is the condition of your heart? I'll start by answering. As for me, I believe that The condition of my heart right now is in a stage of healing and god bringing it back to a place of wholeness i say this because i mean i'm sure everyone out there in the world one way or another has been through trauma if you didn't go through trauma in your childhood you've probably been in maybe relationships with selfish people or just you know, with friends, not just like, you know, relationships, relationships, but like even with friends or work environment, right? And a lot of the times we don't know that when we go, when our heart goes through lots of things, especially without healing, the heart becomes so sick. How about when you're trusting in God for something, you're waiting and you have this high expectation. And every time you feel like, god is not coming through your heart becomes sick or you go through rejections after rejections while looking for a job your heart becomes sick and weary there's a scripture that talks about proverbs proverbs 13 12 says hope deferred makes the heart sick but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life sorry but a, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Don't we all get excited when things are going well in our life? Or when we feel like things are going in our way? But don't get deceived because things might be going your way does not mean that there's still some things that are left unchecked in your heart that needs to be dealt with and not just dealt with on the surface level but actually deep-rooted. Okay, so, you know, I've asked you the question of the day, gone in a bit, told you my own condition of my heart. Um, And, oh, I'd like to say as well, like my heart also is in a place of um, depollution. So I feel like God is also cleaning my heart in this time as well. I'll say that, definitely. But throwing back the question to you, my beautiful people listening, What is your heart condition? Ask yourself that question. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear your feedback. So you can drop a comment on Spotify, Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening from, or on Instagram and Facebook Talks with Simar. I will be looking forward to your response. Now let's get into today's episode. of this episode by the scripture that God revealed to me um, earlier today Um, I'll be speaking from 2 Samuel 12 verse 1 to 7 Um, hang in there make sure you listen to this because I believe that it's gonna help you I'm going to be sharing my story as well not necessarily like a story story but like just sharing my own experience of how this ties into my own personal journey and that's what this podcast is about right it's about our faith journey it's about seeing everything from the lens of faith from the lens of Christ you know um, so stay tuned while I read this 2nd Samuel 12 verse 1 the Lord sent Nathan to David when Nathan came to David Nathan said there were two men in a city. One man was rich, but the other was poor. The rich man had very many sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little female lamb he had bought. The poor man fed the lamb. It grew up with him and his children. It shared his, He um, shared his food and... So, basically the lamb shared his food and drank from his cup. So you know sometimes like with the Bible, it's how, I don't know, like sometimes the sentences are a bit funny. Um, and then he says that he slept in his arms and the lamb was like a daughter to him. That's not a, an excuse to be like, I can't read, I can read. <laughs> I can read. <laughs> um, then a traveler stopped to visit the rich man and the rich man wanted to give food to the traveller. But he didn't want to take one of his own sheep or cattle to feed the traveller. Instead, he took the lamb from the poor man. The rich man killed the lamb and cooked it for his visitor. David, King David, became very angry at the rich man and he said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this should die. He must pay for the lamb four times for doing such a thing. He had no mercy. Verse seven says, then Nathan said to David, you are that man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I appointed you king of Israel. I saved you from Saul. Let's read eight and um, nine. So you can, you know, um, have a context to what I'm saying. I gave you his kingdom and his wives, and I made you king of Israel and Judah, and if that had not been enough, I would have given you ever more. So why did you ignore the Lord's command? Why did you do what He says is wrong? You killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword of the Ammonites, and you took his wife to become he, and you took his wife to become your wife. And then he says so there will always be people in your family who will be killed by a sword this is because you showed that you did not respect me David and you took the wife of Uriah the Hittite so if you're not familiar with this story um, this is basically in 2nd um, Samuel 11 um, yes in 2nd Samuel 11 David was you know, whistling, minding his own big old business. And I think he looked across his mansion and he saw a beautiful woman who was naked. And of course, you know, um, David, you know, there was lust involved and David sent for this woman, slept with her and then she had a baby. And she became pregnant. And instead of, I don't know, I I don't know how else David could have dealt with this situation, to be honest. But, David now kills her husband by even deceiving the husband to come to the house, you know, to... You know, because apparently the husband was... Well, what Samuel says is that the husband was away in war, was fighting war. So David calls for him to come back. Um, and then he comes back and he just tries to use different methods to, like, deceive you know, um, Bathsheba's husband and he didn't succeed but then he sent someone to kill um, Uriah in the um, in the field, in the war zone or in the war field and this is where it all starts because when you hear about David, we see that David is a man after God's heart David is a man that God loved so much in the Bible So when you look at this 2 Samuel 12 verses 1 to 7 or to 10 that I've read, what do you think was David's heart posture? What do you think? If you ask yourself right now, that man loved God. That man did anything for God. David would dance naked for God. He would praise God and kill Goliath in God's name. Why and why was David's heart posture in a way where... He lost after a woman, kills a husband. Why? What, what, What happened to King David? And I think bringing this back to me personally and us listening to this right now, would be that I think sometimes we Christians, we get so comfortable in our work with God that we actually lose the fear of God. Yes. Do you know what? Wow, God, you're so good. Thank you so much. I went for a conference um, last week, Saturday. Well, this last Saturday, I just got past. Um, and that conference, one of the preachers, this is a preacher called Micah from the Ramp Church, he said something about how a lot of the times, we Christians, we come to God in obligation, like, oh, tick, tick, I've done this, I've read my Bible today, tick, I've prayed to the Lord today, tick, I've given my tithes, tick, tick, and we're not being true, we're just coming in obligation. So a lot of the times, we've got to said basically that is to like have God away, like have God off our back. So we're like, well, God, I've done everything you want me to do now. So, you know, you can get off my back now. And that's not the fear of God, to be honest. I'm here to tell you that that is not the fear of God. And this is why it's important for us to search our hearts. That was my pen falling. Oh my God. But that's fine. (laughs) I don't even know why I had to say that. But um, this is why we should search our heart because David got so comfortable, just like we Christians, just like me. I get so comfortable sometimes in my relationship with God that I move in a way where I think because I'm going to church, because I am doing the things that I think God expects me to do. He doesn't still see the posture of my heart. God sees the posture of my heart and it's not even towards him, but he sees the posture towards people. So in your heart there, you don't like someone and then you're smiling in their face. (laughs) Lord have mercy. God sees that posture and God does not like that. God wants us to be true to ourselves. You have bitterness and resentment towards someone and you try to you know play off and deceive yourself and say i've forgiven them but really and truly it's still there deep-rooted inside your heart eating you away the posture of your heart the posture of your heart where is it look inside yourself right now what are those things that i'm scared that I think that God is gonna look at me dirty if I reveal it to him. God is not a man. God is not like man. God's word says that my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. I'm even gonna go extreme. If you you have the urge to do crazy things or just you have these crazy thoughts, right? We call them intrusive thoughts by demons, I believe. Um, When you have this kind of thoughts, you feel ashamed. You see someone that you lost after and all your organs are excited kind of thing. You feel ashamed. You come to God with that. That's what you do. You come to God with that. Let him see. I spoke about this Briefly on my Valentine's Day episode. I'm not really sure which of which of the episodes But one of those episodes that I released during Valentine period I spoke about this like allowing God to see the muddy water Let him see the dirt inside Tell God confess to him no matter how dirty you think it looks He's God. God is not gonna go and report you to the devil God is not going to go and tell your mother or your father or your friend that you're thinking this way or that there's certain thoughts. He's not gonna. Rather, God is going to embrace you and show you that he can change that way of thinking. One thing I am so grateful to God in my life, I'm grateful to God for everything, every day, every aspect. But one of the most beautiful things I thank God every day for my life is mind transformation constantly trans- transforming my mind and renewing my mind. I could think a certain way yesterday and God would just renew my mind today and I see things in a whole different way. It's very important. Romans, I don't know if it's Romans, I can't remember the scripture, but it says that, that we are not conformed to this world, but by the renewing of our mind through the word of God, through the word. It's very important for transformation in your mind to take place because if your mind stays the same there's not going to be movement in every other aspect in your life even in the way you view God there has to be a way of the way you view God has to change certain times you have to be able to embrace all of God as a person you have to embrace God being a judge God being your father, God being the king. You know, when the scripture in 2 Samuel 12? It's funny because regardless, the angel of death still took the child that Bathsheba was pregnant for. And I'm sure we'll be thinking like, wow, like God really still took the child. God still, as God said that the child was going to die, that was exactly how it happened. But do we not do we forget that our God is a God of judge? He is a judge. God is a judge. So you cannot mock. You cannot mock God. So you have to be honest. You cannot do outer outer appearance for people to think you're a certain way, when really on the inside there are things that needs to be dealt with. You're not now. It's not that you're not. You're not now dealing with them. You're not even taking it to God. You're just not dealing with them because you have become so prideful as a Christian that you think you're okay and that you're in the right place with God. Because one of the things when I was reading the scripture and I was asking myself was, why did David not know he had done something bad? When Nathan brought that parable. Why was David so adamant on going after the rich man and saying because there was no mercy? David literally forgot his own sin. Like he forgot his own thing that he did and is trying to judge something that was not even real. The mind of man. Jesus said, take out the plug in your eye first before you take out of your brothers. One thing God revealed to me recently about myself was that the same thing I would judge others for was actually the same thing that I was walking in. Yeah, the same thing. So I'd not taken out the log in my eye, but I was judging someone else for it. And I was judging, judging them from a place of wounding and trauma. So when I feel like the situation triggers a wound or a trauma, I'm. You're the evil person, I'm the innocent one. Like you've hurt me and you've offended me. And that's one way the enemy tries to lay hold in our lives. Offense, Lord have mercy, offense. Guys, if you understand the grievous consequences of these things, oh my goodness, you would pray to God for mercy. You would ask God to clean your heart. So the question is that why was David so confident? The scripture never tells us that David sought God in any way. When you look back on scriptures, you see that David was always asking God, did I do this? Should I do this? And you see God's response. But David never asked God here anything. David never repented. So which means that David didn't even think he did something bad. A lot of Christians they think that they're so mature in Christ and of course they're in the right place with God so they don't even look at their heart they think because of their leadership positions they think because they're on the platforms and on the stages that they're in right standing with God because they think that because they're still kings or where God has placed them they are in right standing with God no because this scripture reveals David's heart's posture, David did not see the truth, he couldn't see the truth, he couldn't, like he couldn't, he didn't even comprehend it, he didn't, not for once in this scripture did it say that David actually pondered on what he did, like he literally had no guilt, it was only until Nathan, the priest, came and spoke to David, Before David realized that he had did something wrong. Oh, and the punishments that God was going to punish David with. Actually, is a very crazy one. It was going to be very, very vile, honestly. But then David, of course, repented. You know, let me read the scripture. It says, the word of the Lord says here in 11. I am bringing trouble to you from your own family while you watch I will take your wives from you, and I will give them to someone who is very close to you. He will have physical relations with your wives, and everyone will know it. You had physical relations with Bathsheba in secret, but I will also do this so that all the people of Israel can see it. Do you know that when you go down scripture, it's crazy because as time goes on, I think Absalom, Absalom is David's son, if I'm right. But I know somewhere in Samuel, when I've read it, that actually one of David's sons did something very similar to what God literally just, the judgments that God, you know, placed. As David got older, this word actually happened. This is why we need to be careful of our actions. Our actions have consequences, big consequences. But then Nathan answered, the Lord has taken away your sin. You will not die, but what you did caused the Lord's enemies. Oh, oh Jesus caused the lord's enemies to lose all respect for him for this reason the son who was born to you will die and this i feel like this scripture right now um makes me want to confess something i feel like in my work with god when i started by god's grace god really kept me up until last year december um ever since i've given my life to christ i've not been to a house party and um, I'd not even drank the way I drank that last year, December particularly. Um, and I went to this house party and I genuinely, I wouldn't say I was like loose or anything, but I drank and it was out of my character as a, as a Christian, period. It may have been my old lifestyle, fair enough. But because I'm new in Christ, I am a new creation. So the things I did and the games I took part of was out of my character. As a Christian, I should have not done that. I should have not taken part of Truth or Dare games and talk about the things I've done in the past. God forgive me. I know God has forgiven me. But I shouldn't have done that. But I was trying to feel among. If I'm being honest, this is why we need to listen. Oh my God. In this walk with God, focus all. Like, let God be your focus. Don't let people take you off course. Don't let the need to be accepted by others take you off course. I felt like I had to... Now I'm not saying these people are bad or... I'm not saying they're the Lord's enemies or anything. I'm just saying that I took part in things that I should have not. And now not... Now it wasn't... That was even small. That night I feel like just caused a ripple effect of really bad things that just occurred. After that period. I tell you this. I found my place in, in myself in places I shouldn't be in, and honestly, for a long time, I'm not gonna lie. My heart was not happy about it because I knew that I messed up. You know, I messed up. I feel like in that when that happened, when that weekend happened, I knew that I did not honor God. I knew that I felt like in my heart, like I disgraced God. Oh God being a witness because God saw my heart during that time. I felt like I disgraced God because I see myself as God's ambassador and I feel like my life should reflect God. And I'm not saying I'm gonna be perfect, but you know, in this walk with him, as time goes on, you know, as time goes on, like it just becomes better. And I just feel like I let God down. And even though, yes, after God has forgiven me and all that, it still does not make the difference that I still messed up, I did. I did, why am I sharing this? I'm saying this because as Christians, we should know better in everything that we do because sometimes we can lead people into situations through our own mistakes and stumbling honestly and sometimes maybe God might have even sent you to reach certain people well, but then because they've seen you do certain things they don't even take you serious because they're like this one that was drinking the other day this one that was dancing like you know what this one that was you know kind of thing and they're like how can I take this one serious you know but I believe that you know regardless no matter how we mess things up God have mercy on us his children um that you know we can't ruin God's work. The word of God says that that everything happens for the good of God, of those who love God. It says everything. It did not say just good. It did not say just bad. Everything. If that did not happen, I don't think God would have brought me here today to even speak about this topic or like had a story that aligned with my heart posture. And let me, let me tell you something, that that week before it happened, already my heart was ready to sin. Oh, I tell you this, your heart knows when it's ready to sin. I've been in that situation countless times, right? Your heart, when your heart is ready to sin, yeah? It's, it's a whole other level, just at that point, you just need to hold on to scriptures for real. Like you have to call upon the grace. You have to call people to pray for it. You. you have to do things because boy, when that sin comes, when the seed is, you know, listen, you will fall. You need God, grace of God, the word of God, you know. So I'm just saying as Christians, we should know better. We should not be so puffed up in our thinking that we're good with God or thinking that because of grace that we can just do certain things and get away with it. And I have to let you know, like these things have consequences. And this is a topic that I would actually like to speak about in the future with two people that are dear well, one person that's dear to my heart and, you know, this other person, she's a really lovely person and, you know, I'm still getting to know her. But, um, it's the topic of spiritual warfare, because this is how spiritual warfare happens. Oh my God. Listen, sin is not just sin. Sin opens the door to the enemy life is spiritual hundred percent guys a lot of the times you don't know a lot of the things that god himself is protecting us from when god tells us don't do this don't do that it's not because he's trying to control your life it's because the moment you're sinning you're living outside of the will of god and you're giving the enemy authority into your life literally that's the truth you wake up and you see that things are not going well. And you notice that I feel like sometimes God does this in way like there's some people that he really does rebukes and I'm one of those people. And that's fine and I love it because if God does not rebuke me, please, I need him to rebuke me. Let him discipline me. God is my father. He's my parent, my number one. So if God wants to rebuke me, let him rebuke me how he wants. At least it would turn to something good. So, I'm just saying that, as Christians, every sin has a consequence. You wake up in the morning, you're like, things not going well for you, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Or just you, certain things start happening. Alma, amma, it's the, sometimes, sometimes though, sometimes it's the consequence of your sin. Yes, sometimes it's a consequence of your sin, especially if you don't repent. Even if you repent, Gonsev, somehow you you got to see the consequence. I don't know. Somehow the consequence is there. (laughs) It's just that God is merciful. (laughs) It's just that after God's judgment, God is merciful. Because we can see here that even after God had judged David, God had mercy on David. And David had a baby with that same woman. One of the things I asked is like, God, but how come? Like, I'm even shocked that God did not even say don't marry her. God still respected David's decision. And that's the woman that he had King Solomon with. Excuse me, but I want you to also understand. This is another thing I want you to see and know sin opens the door to generational curses, whether you like it or not. I'm here to spell out the truth to you now I'm not saying that I'm gonna be here walking perfect I believe that by the grace of God and my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit he will guide my steps and guide my life but sin opens the door to generational curses we can see that David opened that door to that idolatry that happened and King Solomon himself what happened to King Solomon after King Solomon was a man after God's heart but never in the Bible did we see anywhere that King Solomon repented for his father's sins so that at least that whatever happened with him with David would not have followed him I've really not seen, there's so many times I've seen in the Bible where God usually is going to punish, you know, his nation for something that their father did, especially when they start going off course, right? And then when one of them who at least has sense and is righteous enough, pleads and and repents, God, you know, then like, okay, you know, then God has mercy. So what I'm trying to say is that God usually has mercy after every judgment. Sometimes God will allow us to sit through If sometimes you will just allow the enemy to just do what he wants. But then he will have mercy. God is a God that's slow to anger. And a lot of times when God allows us to sit in those spaces that are not good for us, it's because he wants to prune us and prune those things out of us. You know, it's so funny that after that period of that party lifestyle that I got into, just once though, that's why I'm calling party lifestyle (laughs) because... Just once, just one night out. Jesus. One night out caused chaos in my life. Jesus. Holy Ghost. One night. One night. <laughs> oh God. May <laughs> God help us. Um, <laughs> um after that time, because I didn't even repent um wholly. I thought, oh, I could I thought okay, I could just get rid of the guilt. <laughs> When God now brought me to the place of rebuke Actually before God brought me to the place of rebuke I then got comfortable Even upgrading I say in January Even upgrading what I did So let's say December Towards the end of December I'd gone for a house party You know Did something I should have not done And then It's upgraded in January It's upgraded I found myself in a place I should have not been because i was so comfortable thinking well grace has forgiven me so i can just go for this friend's birthday um um this is what sin does sin makes you feel comfortable i upgraded i did not know the spiritual warfare that was brewing up in the spirit bear in mind i was still praying still doing what i needed to do just like david here in the book of samuel david still prayed to god he still fasted and he was like trying to pray to God, but the child still died. And when the child died, what happened? David got up. God had mercy on David. And David had Solomon. After my situation, this warfare that blew, that came for me, even nobody itself would tell me that, like... Me, I've made up my mind that I don't want to go back to that lifestyle. Just two experiences. <laughs> you don't know something. Just two experiences. I'm just like, house party, let's do a Christian house party. Honestly, oh, let's do a Christian house party with no alcohol. Now I understand those places I've been to, those Christian gatherings I've been to, and there's usually no certain kind of song. I understand because once you open the door, Hey, the enemy will fling it, he will come and put his bed, his pillow, he will rest, then his demons will come and put AC, bring food. ah hey God, have mercy. no for real though for real. Once we give the enemy that little leeway, he comes full on. you know so I understand why certain Christian guardians have been it's very moderate and I Listen, I'm not even trying to get you to play no secular music because why, no, it's a doorway to the enemy. It really is. You see how my, my negligence and compromise from, and you know, complacency from last year, December in particular, caused a spiritual drought in my life and caused big warfare. But I'm grateful to God because, ha, God I thank you. I'm grateful to God because God used that situation to show me that I still battled with lust. Yeah, God used that situation to show me that I still had lust in my heart, in my eyes, and that these things needed to be dealt with. God used it to show me that Still can lie. Oh Lord, have mercy. (laughs) I'm confessing. I'm confessing. And once it's out in the light, it's out in the light. I'm not ashamed because I have been saved by grace. God showed me that there are still some things that needed work in my life, in my heart. My heart posture needed to be changed. My heart posture needed to be changed. There's a part in Psalms 51 where David says, cleanse my heart, O God. Do not take your spirit away from me. It's important that we keep on going back to God and asking, God, have mercy. Cleanse my heart. The moment you start getting thoughts that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, I lay hold and I bring this thoughts in obedience to Christ. The moment you start finding yourself, you start finding yourself, accuse other people or project yourself, your insecurities on other people, start asking God, search my heart, God. Something's going on here, God. Something's going on here. Search my heart, God. Wash me clean, God. Start being honest with God. I believe that God has instructed me to release this episode today because there are a lot of you that are going to be listening to this episode and you think that because you wake up in the morning to pray because you wake up in the morning to do the things of God you think that you're in right standing how about God has seen you gossiping How about God has seen you murdering someone in your heart? How about God has seen your true intentions, the true state, and he wants to deal with that right now? God is not here to judge you or condemn you. He's just calling you to a place of repentance, (laughs) not for any religious activity, but for your own good. So that where you find yourself right now, you can begin to come out of it as the light of God shines upon you. If you're scared to tell someone to confess to someone, you're a close friend or something, if you don't have an accountability partner, confess to God, tell him, he's not gonna judge you. But there are consequences But when it happens, he will get through that consequences with you in his mercy. So please, please ask God for help. That's what this episode is about. Where is your heart? How is your heart postured? What things goes on in your heart? What kind of thoughts do you allow? Let God shine his light. Let God begin to work in and through you and begin to move and change your heart to the hearts that he has called you to be. Sometimes it's not about the big grievous sins that we think they are. Sometimes it could just be you trying to manipulate people. You trying to buy people's love. Or something, just trying to do something, but you know that, you know, you yourself, you know the intention as to why you do certain things. Whether or not you try to mask it off as your personality, oh yeah, you know. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, you know. This is including myself. And I've shared some of my own shortcomings. I believe God has forgiven me. But I also went through a place of rebuke but in his rebuke god laid his hands of mercy upon me and i'm so grateful i rather god rebuke me than the enemy because when the enemy is coming for you he comes super hard super hard so choose your battle children of god choose your battle wisely choose your battle i hope you enjoyed this episode um I'm going to pray. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we bless you. We give you all the glory, all the honour. May your name be that exalted in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for this grace um, that you've given me to speak this word to your people, God. I pray as I've released this word through the power of the Holy Spirit, you reach the heart of those and you give them the grace to search their hearts. You shine the light upon their hearts so you can start working in them, God so that they can start seeing that when you're working in them, things begin to align and fall into place and happen for them just as it should because the enemy has no more legal rights. So God, I just wanna thank you for this word, Lord. I lift this up, this word in your hands, God. Bring it to your people, touch their hearts, bring them to the place of repentance. Thank you for using me as a vessel to release this word all the glory and all the honor belongs to you lord for in jesus mighty name i have prayed amen there you go there you go i could go in and in and in on this topic you know it's a lot it's a lot but um one thing i want to talk about heavily spiritual warfare but when the time comes i will have the right people to speak about it with thank you so much for listening i hope this episode has reached you in one way or another um, touched your heart in one way or another revealed something I hope it's laid an impact on you please make sure you uh, you know, like, comment, share if you found this really good, if you felt like wow, God really spoke to you through this share it, you don't know which of your friends might be going through this, share it share it don't be selfish <laughs> I'm not calling God's people selfish but I'm just saying, you know, share it you know share the gospel pretty much but thank you so much for listening my lovely lovely listeners um i will see you in my next episode bye i am your host simon